This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Civilized Embarrassing. I mean, Civilized Barking. I'm Zach Jackson in Baltimore. I'm joined by Jason Lloyd. We are just about 90 minutes uh, from the end of a game that was really over in the first quarter. Uh, 38-6, the Ravens in week one. Um, Jason, I was here. I'll be glad to talk about, you know, what I saw inside and outside the stadium. You know, as for the game, I would just start with this. Like, no rational person thought the Browns would win or could win, right? Any rational person thought it would take a lot and would be surprised if this team was hitting on nearly enough levels to go against a team that had 13 pro bowlers and league MVP, brought back its entire coaching staff, all of that. Um, but 38-6 is a different beast. And the 99-yard touchdown drive where it's like the defense is not even there. And then the 65-yard drive where the defense is not even there. <laughs> and to, like, start the season with an interception off a deflected pass on the first drive, Odell not having a good game, um, like – the alarm bells are ringing, and yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that because I I need some time to press. Why are you surprised? I am not surprised by. Well, first of all, Freddie Kitchens is trending in Cleveland on Twitter, and I just cackled when I saw that. I cackled like one fake punt, and Freddie Kitchens is trending in Cleveland. But one, I I'm not surprised. I'm surprised by the fake punt that I about fell off the couch. Uh, I'm shocked by a 99 yard drive that, that was it. And I'm most surprised by third and 36. Hey, let's take a delay. Let's make it third and 41. But, but by and large, I'm not surprised. Maybe I'm just, the bar is so low. I was excited to see that there weren't stupid false starts penalties and they got the plays called and Baker got the line with like 15 seconds on the clock. And he was able to like read the defense this is progress. Like I know it well, sounds pitiful, but <laughs> like to me, they look like they almost, they almost look like an NFL team. Almost. And I know it was 38 to six. I know people are going to hammer them and I am too. I'm going to make fun of them for that fake punt all season long in week 16. I'm going to make fun of that weak punt. It was so stupid, but there, there were signs of a functioning NFL franchise today, which is a step up from where it was last year. I'm not, we knew the defense was bad. We knew the back seven was going to get gashed. They're playing a Super Bowl contender. They're playing the league's MVP. I'm not surprised by almost, almost anything that we saw. Okay. So the fact that we knew the defense was this bad, and I've been writing and saying since February, the back seven of the defense is off. You have. Yes, you have. Right? Yes. So and we like, just saw it. I, I'm not trying to really dispute anything you just said because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, like this is what they did, right? Like, they put all this money in the offense, and we know it, yep. right? And Kareem Hunt looks great, and Jarvis Landry's not healthy, and he's still out there playing his ass off like he's Jarvis Landry. But, like, let's just start there because we knew the defense had no chance against this offense. So that's a big problem in from organizational top down, right? And also, just let me say, like, functional NFL teams don't get beat 38-6. They get beat. They have bad days. They miss tackles. They take delay of games. They mess up on third down. They mess up on fourth down. But they don't get beat 38-6, especially in the fashion where it started to avalanche early. They stopped the avalanche, right? And they, then they just disappeared and olayed 
and it was over. And like in the second half, the Ravens did not even have to press the gas pedal. That's pathetic. Yeah. And that, that yeah. was a lot like, that was a lot like, I hear what you're saying. And, 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 and we'll get to this too. This was the ultimate high bar versus low bar game because this is 13 straight regular season wins for the Ravens. Right. And, and the bar is low on the Browns. And I say it, and you said it better than I ever have the way you said it, but like you, you cannot, that was like, that was last December where the game is just over and guys are going through the motions. That's not the NFL. That is the fourth quarter down the road from your house on Friday night. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue that. Uh, I just, I mean, listen, the, the, the Browns have a ton of weapons on offense, but they're not, to me, this is not a team that wants to fall in an early hole. Like they, they need to no. run the ball and play from ahead. And once they got in the hole, they just completely abandoned what was going to work for them offensively. Uh, you know, the, the touchdown drive looked great because they actually involved the playmakers. The first two drives, I don't know what the hell is going on the first two drives. You're throwing to Kendall Hodge. You're throwing to the rookie tight end. Yes. Landry was nowhere to be found. They gave it to Chubb a couple times. But I, what, what is going on? Like, Baker threw five passes on the first two drives, and zero of them went to Jarvis Landry and Odell. And then the third drive, hey, look at that. They're going to give it to, to Nick Chubb. They're going to give it to Jarvis Landry. They're going to give it to Kareem Hunt. Boom, 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 right down the field and score. Now, the defense is its own set of issues, uh, and this is going to be a problem all year. But the, the only thing I'll say, and, and I thought it was a great point by you in, in our last podcast that we did last week, was like, hey, they can get beat 80 to 5. It doesn't matter if they come back and win their next two. And I'm, I'm still there. I'm still at that point. I thought today was going to be embarrassing. I thought today was going to be a prison beating. It was. The Ravens held them down and, and dropped the weights across their neck like I thought that they would. So, I, you know, in this instance, this to me feels so much different than last year in Tennessee. I'll go back to the opener last year in Tennessee where I looked at you at the start of the podcast like, oh, my God in heaven, what was that that we just saw? Like, the, the, the sideline today did not look like a fire alarm. Like, it looked like an NFL sideline. It looked like people knew what they were doing. And, yes, it got away from them. Yes, the train got off the tracks. I expected it to. So I'm not going to pull my hair out and go, oh, my God, here we go again. Now, if, if this happens Thursday, yes. If this happens Thursday, we will set them on fire and dance around the flames. But right now, I'm just not that shocked that the Browns got drilled by a team that could easily go to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah. No, those are logical points. And, um, you know, guys, if you're listening and you read, you know that starting last year, we started my first thoughts column, which is quick observations and notes and, you know, sometimes a little deeper than others. But just just – Basically, to have something up within 30 to 45 minutes after the game because the other stuff takes a long time and because we podcast and because we know people have their emotions going one way or another, right, Jason, after a game. Yep. And, yep. and we're just – we're trying to drive traffic and give people a chance to come on the comments section and, vent and to send the article to their cousin or their brother or whomever. Like, that, that's, that's business, right? Well, I can tell you that I was done at the beginning of the fourth quarter today. <laughs> Okay. And I was writing those same very things. Like, did you really expect different? Like, of course this, it's not over. And, and I was fine with all of those things. Like some of those things were in my notes that I put to myself before I start these columns each week. Right. But it was bad. And before we press record on this, Jason said, hold on, I have to get a copy of the play by play of the game. And I said, no, you don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's not one series we need to break down or one sequence we need to break down. It's like, I, I'm going to admit to you guys, like, you know, part of me being here today, 
the, the restrictions, everything is totally different. I haven't been within 70 yards of a player or a coach at all, right? And we probably won't go to all the games because everything's on Zoom and it's different. But a big part of me being here was to see what you can't see, right? Who's subbing in and out? Where are guys lining up? Like, and even through the years, even when it was normal, Jason, I have to say, like, there are things that I would miss on the TV broadcast, right? But you see things in the stadium, substitution sure. patterns and formations and tendencies and all of that. Well, anyway, what I'm trying to say is, as I ramble off here, is like, I was legit worried. Like, I'm rusty here. I'm so into things. But like, by the middle of the second quarter, I was kind of like, okay, I can start writing my column because this game is as over as the game has ever been. So, so yes, almost completely expected, just not that bad. And they do play on Thursday and they do have winnable games ahead. And given 25 or 30 practices lost, like it's always going to be nowhere to go, but up, but man, when you can't catch, you can't kick and you're missing and you're picking up penalties at crucial times when your special teams brings everybody back and it's a disaster. Like these things don't bode well because the Browns have a talented roster, but they're not good enough to sleepwalk through anybody. And I think that this goes back shit 16, no, my public school math, 20 months now. I think a lot of people got fooled, including some of the Browns themselves, by five or seven games at the end of 2018. I mean, what was on display today is still a completely pathetic organization. And, man, they got a long way to go. Yeah. yeah I, like, you know, I, I've said all along, we have to know by the end of the season what you have in Baker Mayfield. That, more than anything else, playoffs, no playoffs, whatever else, you have to know in January if, if you have a franchise quarterback or not. And certainly nothing that we saw today, uh, he, t- he looked awful to me today. The, the, the deflection at the beginning was concerning only because it brings back the fact that you've got a six-foot quarterback who's trying to throw it over a 6'8". He lineman. looks small out there. That, that's my he one did. Being yeah, there. He looks really small out there. Now, I thought that they did a nice job of moving the pocket, getting him on the run. Last year, it was a disaster when he rolled right. This year, I thought that they made some things happen. The, the big uh, pass and catch and run to Landry early on in the touchdown drive. He looked a little bit more comfortable on the move. Uh, it's a long way to go. I'm not going to sit here and dissect every every snap of a 38 to six game, but for first impression of Baker, it was a lot more of last year and not the rookie year. Oh my God, the Browns finally found a quarterback. Uh, there's still a lot, obviously, to be determined with this guy, but I, I did not like a lot of what what I saw today out of him. No, I, I completely agree with you. Um, and since I kind of talked about what you know, some of the things we we go into Sunday thinking. I was just texting on the walk back with our editor, right? And I said, mm-hmm. hey, I am open to ideas because we all saw what we saw. There's no specific plays or sequence right there. I'm, I already wrote, Jason's like, for the second thing, what do you think? And he tossed me back three or four quick ideas. And one of them said, is it time to pull the plug on Baker Mayfield? And I said, well, I'm going to tell you that right now, that, it, that it's not. Uh, right. It's not fair to write that. It's not time to do that. But again, this whole 20 month thing, Jason, like what, he didn't do anything today to help himself. No, he did not do anything today to show you that he's right. And and like, when you look for positives from this game, you say a, that it's over, right? Larry Ogunjobi was unblockable and see the running backs still look really good. You would have to go so far, so far down that list to say, I think the passing game is a couple weeks from breaking out. Yeah. uh, It did not look good. It did not look good for all the weapons that they have. Again, I was just 
numb on the couch watching him try to force it to get to Gadaro Hodge into a rookie tight end on the first two drives. Like you, you've had all off season, you've had all week to prepare, and this is what you're coming out with. Like a third down pass to Kadero Hodge. You're looking for Harrison Bryant and you're running the punter from your own 20 on fourth down. This is what you've th- – <laughs> Ah, this... you wanted to talk about the fake punt. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this is what – this is what th- – this is what they went into the week saying, hey, we've got them right where we want them. They'll never see it coming. We're going to throw it to Kendall Hodge. We're going to throw it to Harrison Bryant. We're going to let our $40 million in receivers play decoy, and we got a rugby player at punter, and we're going to really catch them off guard with a fourth and eight from our own 20. Like, this is what they thought. And now you're talking me into exactly where I wasn't going to go, that, hey, I know I, this, it went exactly how I was expected. Why are you surprised? And now the longer we talk, I'm like, oh, my God in heaven, what were they thinking? <laughs> okay, so I'm certainly no special teams coach. But through the years, I've, I've learned a little about this, okay? And, like, this isn't the fake punt that, that we all had, or all of our seventh grade teams had, right? So, like, even when – NFL teams think they have one of these on Jason. It's all based upon a read and then a call they make at the line of scrimmage, right? Like the, on any high level football team, the personal protector, the guy in the middle, or, or now sometimes how they line up, the only guy there is generally the smartest person on the team. That's what special teams coaches want it to be because his first job is to count and make sure he has 11 guys, first of all. And then he reads the fronts, which they obviously know it's probably just two or three different punt looks that they get, right? And he barks out the calls. And sometimes it's as complicated as telling guys which lanes they're going to run down in for the coverage. Sometimes it's telling guys who has to block who if they think they're coming at it. Or sometimes if they think they have a read, he's not just barking out numbers. He's making a call or a call off to that play. So I can tell you that the Browns thought they saw something on tape for how the Ravens lined up, right? And that, that the idea of that was they got it and they knew – that they would have it. Well, first and foremost, it was the first punt of the season. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. And like, secondly, like, even if, and I think from watching the replay, the two guys had a chance to block one, which is what they saw, and they just didn't do it. And I get that there. But like, let's think about this big picture wise here. The reason I went through that whole long winded explanation it's the first quarter, it's the first part of the season. You have no chance in the game. Even if you get it, what the hell is going on? It's I want 70 yards to go. Yes, it's so <laughs> embarrassing and so typical. As of right now, or no, that was like at 123. I marked it. At 123 on September 13th, Kevin Stefanski officially became the coach of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> You know what I thought watching that? I thought of RC Blues and Billy Bob in the huddle going, is this that play where I run down and act like I'm lost? Like, <laughs> that's, somebody in the huddle said, wait, we're calling a fake punt? Really? Is this the play where I run down and act like I'm lost? Like, I just I, – I, I, I mean, I, I, I hear everything that you're saying and I get it. The fact is somebody on the sideline said, hey, keep this in your back pocket. If you see this look, we're going with this. On the first punt. Of the first game right. in the first quarter on your own 20-yard line. Yes, someone's got to have the brake pedal handy way before. <laughs> right? To say, like, what are we doing here, guys? Ready Kitchens is trending on Twitter in Cleveland. That's yeah. that's yeah. all I can tell so, I just, <laughs> as I put in the first thoughts column, the game kicked at 1 o'clock. By one twenty-three, the Ravens had twice, twice 
post for pictures as a defense. <laughs> Twice run over to the same corner as a group, wave to the imaginary fans, and post for pictures at 123. <laughs> oh, God. We laugh because it hurts. <laughs> um, guys, I'm going to tell you about our partners at Manscaped. Why have they partnered with us? Because they want to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way you like to gamble on football. When we're talking about Manscaped, well, you know we're talking about where we're shaving. It's not the easiest or most comfortable subject, but guys, just do it. Your friend will appreciate it. And right now, you get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's THEATHLETIC20 is the code manscaped.com. Subscribe now for a limited time. You get not one but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, a value of $39, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs manscaped is the best product in the business they will take care of you right now 20 percent off and free shipping with the code the athletic 20 at manscaped.com 20 percent off and free shipping when you use the code the athletic 20 it's time to boost your hygiene with the absolute besties at manscaped so football is back it's time to watch games three four five maybe six nights a week eventually Fubo TV is maybe the best way to do it. F-U-B-O-T-V.com. FuboTV.com slash The Athletic is where you get this special price for Fubo TV. 15% off the first month. Later, you get the family plan. You get uh, the 30 hours of DVR, the local broadcasts, NBC included on the national feed. Uh, the NFL is back, guys. There's no better way to say it. And Fubo.tv will not disappoint. So it's FuboTV.com slash athletic to get 15% off your first month. You won't regret it. FuboTV.com slash athletics. Start your first month today. Okay, so Kareem Hunt is a new player, and Nick Chubb is still really good, right? Yeah. Uh, I think, and, and you made mention of this, and, and, and you know we have bounced all over the place, but like, what, what else are we supposed to do? It really felt early, Jason, the first drive and onto the second, that they were throwing only to do it. And maybe that was to get Baker in the flow, right? And maybe it was to kind of keep the Ravens at bay. I mean, they, they were the number one blitzing team in the league last year. And that, part of that is because they were always playing with the lead. But you're right. You're talking about like the, the little four-yard pass to Harrison Bryant. Like, I think that was to say, hey, everyone in the world thinks we should run. And everyone in the world is probably right. <laughs> But we're going to do this. Did, did it feel like that through the television? Well, if that's the case, then give it to Odell on a screen. Like, that's what they did last year. And I don't know that I always agree with it. But when they wanted to, to get guys going early last year, it was, okay, we're going to give it to Odell on a screen or on a pitch or whatever. Give it to a playmaker, not to the freaking rookie tight end who's covered. Like, that, if you want to get Baker going, I can, I, I can mildly get behind that. But it was the options. And listen – when he was rolling as a rookie, Baker's – one of his best qualities is his ability to spread the ball around and, and to hit a number of no different doubt. targets. No doubt. But in week one, give it to the guys who you know can do something with it. I got a couple questions in the Q&A this week about Harrison Bryant. I'm like, are you guys nuts? Look at who they have on this offense. Harrison Bryant's like the 17th best option. And by God, on the first two drives, who's he throwing it to? Harrison freaking Bryant. Like, okay, well, clearly our readers are smarter than I am. They saw this coming, and I never did. But, <laughs> well, you know, go ahead. No. Well, to sum up the day, you're right. Harrison Bryant catches a first pass. David Njoku catches three passes, including the only touchdown of the day. Yep. He ends up getting hurt. 
as wild and as terrible as the first half was, the one thing you could say is the rookie left tackle's fine, right? He didn't melt down. Baker, no. had, Baker had time to throw for the most yep. part. It really yep. considering who you're playing against, which is what we're judging this whole thing upon, right? Like, he had a lot of time. Well, then in the second half, he gets a penalty and he gets hurt. And, and we, you know, sitting here an hour and a half, two hours after the game, we don't know the status on any of these guys. But Njoku, Jacob Phillips, who's another really important player on this team because he's a fast linebacker on a team that has zero linebackers, and Jedrick Wills are hurt. And, like, you know, maybe it's – and hopefully – it's just get get ready to go. But now you're not only looking at a short week situation, but you look at this big picture view of trying to get this offense in and what it's supposed to look like. And if you have to make a change on the line, or if this kid, you know, and, and even really, even if he doesn't play well, every game is so important to him, right? Because right? he didn't have any preseason games. Yep. I mean, like so many, I, I'm totally with you on what the hell did anybody expect? But like so many worst case scenario things, including the kicker who we haven't even freaking talked about. They're oh, all God. They're all just they're not just like out there. They're like on they're they're in your face. So many awful scenarios. Well, I, I just brought up the box score, even though you scolded me and told me not to. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to look, you know, we kept saying, How many times did we say last year, put the ball in Nick Chubb's hands because good things happen when Nick Chubb has the ball in his hands? Nick Chubb had 10 carries today, and I understand they got behind early, and you got to start throwing it to play catch-up. I get that. Nick Chubb needs more than 10 carries in a game. Like, it, it's just – these are just the little things that I just keep rolling over in my head of, hey, you know what? If you're not trying to get it to Kadaryl Hodge early and you're not trying to get it to the rookie tight end early and you're giving it to Nick Chubb more early, maybe you're not in this position to where you have to throw the ball all over, all over the field. Uh, I, I, that's alarming to me. I mean, he, six, he averaged six yards a carry, 60 yards on just 10 carries. Nick Chubb's got to get the ball more. Austin Seibert, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. Last year, he had a disastrous preseason. He was money. He missed his first extra point, I believe, if I mm -hmm. recall correctly, last year. And then he really locked in and was, a, was an asset for them all year long. I don't think that they're going to go away from him after one game. But, you know, you do have Cody Parkey on the – on the practice squad he is there like we said during the podcast for covid reasons but if cybert misses a couple more kicks like this uh you i don't think they're gonna i don't think the leash is very long this isn't the, the regime that brought him in and he's just a kicker but boy oh boy oh boy if it could go wrong it did yeah so like <laughs> and this is why i have no idea what else i can write because what, what the hell else i could say so so, like, Jason, you would sit there and think, of course, you know, win, lose, or draw, good team or not, like, even good teams, you would say, okay, from week one to week two and then on to week four and five, like, what do we do? Like, maybe right. we maybe we play a little more of this formation. You know, maybe we play a little more of this coverage. Maybe we make one sub, right? But, like, you're talking about you can't trust the quarterback. The kicker's a disaster. And the yeah. defense was nowhere to be found. I mean, yeah. Andrew Sandejo against Mark Andrews is a complete mismatch on any day of the week. Well, the Browns won up themselves by not even covering Mark Andrews yeah. in the eight-yard yeah. line. <laughs> yeah, that was stunning. And I'll tell you, when I saw Miles Garrett pop up in the Zoom room, I'm like, well, that's the first time I saw you all day, dude. Yeah. Like, Miles was nowhere to be found. There was Kobe one, was Jason. There was one. He came flying off the edge, and uh, Lamar went from kind of jogging. You know, Lamar's so good, he plays in his own tempo out there. Yeah. Right? He went from kind of jogging to realizing he really had to hit it. And then, of course, when he got out of the pocket, he threw a pass and completed it. He had a – I think it was the 46 or 47-yarder in the uh, first quarter. It was right in front of me. And I'm telling you, 
I was watching Marquise Brown the whole way, and he was just running his route, and he never knew that the ball was there until he turned, and that ball landed right at the bottom of his neck. Like, it, you know, I've yes. covered the Browns for 21 years. I don't see perfect passes, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm telling you, this thing was so on the money that I could have caught. Now, I'd be 30 yards behind where Marquise Brown was. He's one of the fastest <laughs> men on the planet. But I'm telling you, I just – I watched the whole round. I watched the whole pass, and oh, my goodness, like perfection. Lamar had a couple throws today that were spectacular. He has come so far in such a short amount of time. I thought Sandeo had great coverage on the deep pass to – who was it, Hollywood? He, he had him. Like, the coverage was there. You can't ask for anything else. Perfect throw from Lamar. Different arm angles. He was throwing sidearms. The option throw was insane. That was dumb. They got away with that one on, on the long run, and then he pitched it at the end, and it was a fumble, and the Ravens recovered it. But by and large, what a flawless game from Lamar. Like, just – just yeah. he has – I remember laughing a year ago or so at this time, maybe a little bit more than a year ago, saying there's no way Lamar can become a competent NFL passer based off what we saw as a rookie. This one-dimensional crap's not going to work. I'm just going to go dig in a hole now and fall into it because what a <laughs> phenomenal quarterback he has become. He looked better today than he did last year. And I know it's only one game and I know we just got done saying the Browns are awful defensively. They have no one in the back seven. They're weak right up the middle. Uh, aside from Ogunjobi, who was terrific. Uh, but, but my God, Lamar just looks sensational today. Sensational. Okay. Um, again, before we just both put ourselves in the concussion protocol by going in <laughs> circles here. Um, this might be our only podcast of the week. It's, it's a strange week. It's, it's God, a I hope week. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like one thing, pick out one that on Thursday night, you have to see to change your overall tone about things. Nick Chubb getting more than 10 carries. That that's, that is, that's a misdemeanor. That, that, it, is, that should, it is. It's not a felony because I'll tell you this because they knew result of the game and after he fumbled they just weren't putting him back in i don't think disciplinary i think just saying hey we're, we're not doing this like we need nick chubb for another day but you're right you're right bad he's he's got to get the ball more he's got to touch the ball more than 10 and he had one i think it was one unless i missed another one he had one catch out of the backfield so 11 touches nick chubb's got to get more than 11 touches yeah. period um mine's a quarterback he doesn't need to win you the game kareem hunt and nick chubb win you the game miles garrett making a play when you have the lead wins you the game um, but I need to see if a quarterback has a level of confidence in himself and in those around him that you pick up a couple third downs, that when you get the ball on the drive, when the other team stupidly hand, greedily hands the ball to the fullback because they know they're beating the shit out of you so bad, you go down and score there. You don't settle for a field goal because you know you can't make it anyway. I, it, it's not on him this season, the game, Thursday, this game, by any means, Jason. But if we don't see better from Baker Mayfield, we know what's going to happen. We've been in Cleveland for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to go down that road. Yeah. Uh, but well, yeah. guess what? Like we're coming up to the intercept. We're on the interstate, <clears throat> right? And there's a sign that says in two miles, right? You got to be in one lane or the other. Oh, God. It's not there. It's two miles. And there's not a lot of traffic. It's two miles, two weeks. <laughs> It might Is it two funny. weeks on the schedule? I, I, if, if they're this awful against Holy Cincinnati shit, you know, and Washington. You know, you know in week four they play in Dallas, right? What if the hero, the native Texan, is not in the starting lineup? Oh, God. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I don't 
they could be zero and three, and you could play awful. I don't see that happen. Like he's got to be. Uh, if they're zero yeah. and three, some uh, I don't know. Hey, look, look, anything's in play. Two and ones in play. <laughs> Two is. and ones in play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Two and twos in play. Zero and three. That's shit hitting the fan right there. Yeah, it's in play though. <laughs> it's in play. It's in play. <laughs> All right, guys, um, if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can become one. The trial price is just a dollar a month. That's every sports story that matters for a dollar a month. Exclusive in-depth coverage. Subscribe now and save a dollar a month. It's not going to get any better than this for a trial price. Um, Sign up now. See for yourself the creativity, the reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. Go to theathletic.com slash civilized barking. Get an all-access subscription for a dollar a month. Sports are back. You don't want to miss everything about your favorite team. Theathletic.com slash civilized barking. Get on board. We're going to have every inch of this team covered. There's a game on Thursday. All hope is not lost. Um, We expect better. We really do. We didn't really expect a ton better. Just had some basic asks for today and they were not requested or not fulfilled. So thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. Get on board as a reader and subscriber. If you haven't, the app is awesome. The athletic as a whole is awesome. Um, and eventually, you know, we'll be covering, we hope, meaningful football games. Today was one that, thank goodness, it's over for, for all involved. So for Jason Lloyd, I'm Zach Jackson. We'll talk to you next time on Civilized Park.